A recruiting sergeant came away from an inn near town at the close of day. He said, my Johnny, you're a fine young man. Would you like to march along behind a military band with a scarlet coat and a fine cocked hat and a musket at your shoulder? The shilling he took and he kissed the book. Oh, poor Johnny, what'll happen to ya? Welcome to My Mind is a Collier's Mansion, the podcast that discusses anything, everything, nothing that affects firefighters. I'm your host, John Gannon. This episode, we're going to be talking about mentoring. But how will you fare when there's lead in the air? Oh, poor Johnny, what'll happen to ya? Well, the sun rose high on a barren land where the thin red line made a military stand. This episode, we're going to talk about mentoring. Episode I had prepared a while ago. And got kind of sidetracked and distracted by some other things. Uh, so, as leaders, a big part of our job is mentoring people, right? Because honestly, and I heard this somewhere, and I truly believe it, but leadership is the pursuit of perfecting others. Let that sink in. I'll, re- I'll repeat it for you. Leadership is the pursuit of perfecting others. Now, if you take that point, you take that one statement, and that's what drives your leadership style, your leadership motives, you, in theory, you can't go wrong. Let's take the fire service, for example. You know, my job as a leader is to perfect others, whether that's the patient or the person who called 911, I'm trying to make them better. They have a problem. I'm going to make their problem better. I'm going to fix their problem in an office complex or an office setting as a leader people are looking to me for advice people are looking at me to make decisions and i can help make them those people who work for me better by making decisions that keep them in mind they keep their goals and their what they're striving for in mind so saying that leadership is the pursuit of perfecting others i think is is spot on so there's a few different kinds of leadership. There's formal, there's informal. Uh, Formal mentoring, the the I'm going to take you under my wing and show you the way type of mentoring can be very beneficial. can be very, uh, for somebody who really is starting out, doesn't have any idea, that's going to be a great model. You know, I want to help you. I'm going to formally do this. We're going to do this together type of thing. Um, I think can be very beneficial to some people. There's informal mentoring. The more of, I'm going to give you advice when I see you or when you ask, but I'm not actually going to formally, you know, sit down with you and talk and and lay out a plan. Uh, I like this method because I think it ends with, or ends up with more natural conversations, more, um, better flow, so to speak. You can get better thought processes. You can, you know, people are more open to talking about. They're not just there to specifically learn leadership and learn those those tidbits and those things that you're trying to expel. It could be sitting down telling stories about, hey, you know, this is what I screwed up on. This is what I learned from this person. This is what I learned from that person. I see what you're doing. You can mold it into, I see what you're doing there, and this is how I can help you. Or this is, you know, a thought process that you may or may not like. Uh, so with most things I do, I like to research a little bit um, history-wise. 
if you look at the history of, of mentoring, it helps to research that to understand why it's so extensively used today. Um, it is widely cited that the concept of mentoring originated with the character of mentor in Homer's Odyssey. And this great ancient Greek epic poem dating back around 3,000 years, Odysseus entrusts his young son, Telemachus, which I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, to the care of Mentor, his trusted companion, when he goes to fight in the Trojan War. Unexpectedly, he is away for decades during this time, and Mentor nurtures and supports the boy. Roberts, 1999, argues that Homer does not give Mentor characteristics that he would, we would associate with mentoring, describe him, describing him simply as an old friend of Odysseus. Instead, he proposes that a French author, Francois Fenelon, is responsible for this popular view of mentor. He developed the character in his 1699 novel, referring to mentor as a guide and instructor and another father. And then there's another link to the Middle Ages when they explained that mentoring became commonplace in the time of guilds and trade apprenticeships when young people having acquired technical skills, often benefited from the patronage of more experienced and established professionals. That sounds like what we try to do today. In the 70s, business people and researchers started to recognize the vital role mentors play in the development of corporation executives. From then onward, mentoring has been increasingly used in the workplace, traditionally to help a junior member of the staff to progress. That's kind of what we do. We're bringing people up. We're, we're leaders. We should be training somebody to take our position. We should be training people to, that if we fall, you know, they can pick up where we left off or where we were going. So to me, being a mentor is not making a mini you, um, not making yourself a model for everybody to live up to. We've seen it. I'm sure every organization has it. That one guy that thinks that he knows everything or that one person that everybody wants to be like. Uh, I've tried it. I've done it. It didn't work well for me because that wasn't my style. I didn't know my style at the time, so I was exploring things, trying to figure out what's the best way to do it, and it, it just didn't work for me. But I see a lot of people say, oh, I'm mentoring this person. It's like, oh, great. You know, what are you doing? Oh, I'm teaching them what, what I do. Like, Okay. What else are you doing? Well, what do you mean? Like you should be teaching them not only what you do, but what you don't do and why. Explaining it. Instead of saying, you know, you have to do this, 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 this. Say, it would be great if you could do these things, but it'd be even better if you don't do these things. Uh, kind of switch that thought process up a little bit. might actually make better leaders out of people it might make better mentors out of people because it opens up your perspective to uh to different different things we don't want to create an exact image of ourselves okay i personally have struggled to get where i am today and have learned a ton in doing so those lessons though are specific to me those lessons are specific to my struggles and they don't necessarily apply to everybody else so when I mentor somebody or when I, I give them advice, career advice, you know, how, whatever, I look at it as, okay, this is something I went through. This is a mistake I made. It didn't work out for me. Don't try to make this mistake. But if you do, these are ways that you can recover from it. 
These are things that you can do to you know, get around those, those type of things. Uh, we don't, you know, I, I still, I'm hung up on that, you know, not making a exact model, model, exact replica of myself, because I don't think that's right. I think I'm a good leader. I'm a good supervisor. I think I have a ton of different issues and a ton of different problems. And I know I don't get it right all the time. And that's okay. But being able to recover from those wrongs, I think, is, is where we need to go. Uh, you know, I say I, I've struggled and stuff. A lot of that is playing the game. And anybody who's listening to this knows exactly what I'm talking about. There's a game that you have to play if you want to succeed and if you want to get further. Now, it's good. It's bad. It teaches perspective sometimes. But sometimes it, the game doesn't go our way. We have to pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off. And continue on. Oh. But how you play that game is completely up to you. You know, if it's you know that in order to get this promotion, I have to act a certain way, I have to say the certain things, you know, whether it's on a test or whether it's in an interview or whether it's during an evaluation period. If you choose not to do that, then you know the outcome already. You know, if I if I know that we'll just use a hypothetical that I'm going to wrap the plug, I'm going to lay in from the plug, we'll say. And I know that those people evaluating me don't like that. They don't like that term. They would rather you say hydrant. By saying that term plug instead of hydrant, I know that the people evaluating me aren't going to mark me as high as somebody else who does. That's kind of playing the game a little bit. Okay, It's knowing you know, what your evaluator is like and what your supervisor is like. We've had some supervisors that no matter what, if you're going to a fire, you put five inch in the street, you lay a line. Doesn't matter if there's nothing showing, doesn't matter if there's a column of smoke seen from three miles away, you're going to lay a supply line. Knowing that if you go against it, well, there, you have to realize that there's going to be consequences, right? It may be just a talking to all the way up to a you know verbal reprimand. Playing that game means that I know this person who I work for. I know what these people are looking for in this. I'm going to do, I'm going to set myself up for success and not failure by, by doing these things. It's the same thing with mentoring. You, know, you get a new supervisor who's working for somebody else and you know that that person's boss and you say, hey, some advice. This person likes this. He does not like that. He likes this. He does not like that. Even though I know that your personality is this way, you might need to curtail that around them. It's all part of that game, but it's also part of that information, that, that mentoring, that informal mentorship, we'll say. It's, it's, a, it's a mindset that you have to put yourself in. You know, If you want to succeed and you want to get far, sometimes you do have to play that game. Unfortunately, you know, that, that's, that's kind of the way it is. But by doing that, you can, you can often help others find their own path. Uh, the, to me, the best way to mentor people is to offer thought-provoking suggestions, offer books, podcasts, etc. You can go see this speaker, go take this class, Things that will align with your cultural beliefs, your thought processes, your personal decision-making mindset, and things that are the complete opposite of those. Teaching perspective and allowing people to see the entire picture 
is is huge in that. Okay, you can teach somebody to repeat things on the radio. You can teach somebody to regurgitate a flowchart and a process. But what you have a hard time teaching people is perspective. You know, some people get it, some people don't. And that's where I think true mentoring comes in. You can sit there and and help somebody just say, you know, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? You're doing a fantastic job. All your decision making is great. But have you thought about it from this way? Even though they haven't done anything wrong, it's just a matter of, you know, perspective. This is my perspective. What's your perspective? I truly believe that we can come a long way and do a whole lot with just mentoring and, and mentoring in the right way. Not creating a, an image of ourse- ourselves in other people. Um, but I know that's, that's tough for some people to, uh, to realize. And I get that. I think we as leaders need to do a better job of mentoring people. And offering them that perspective, offering them those tips and tricks to to get to get through life and to to get through you know their their what's going to be their biggest struggles. I don't want to see anybody do poorly. I want to see people succeed. I want that that when I first started with um, leadership is the pursuit of perfecting others. That's what mentoring is. So I'm going to leave you with that thought and hope that you know, it creates something in you to help you mentor somebody in the future. For the two ruined legs and the empty sleeve Took him home and they set him down With a military pension and a medal from the crown But you haven't an arm, you haven't a leg The enemy nearly slew ya You'll have to go out in the streets and beg Oh poor Johnny, what'll happen to ya? A recruiting sergeant came away from the inn near town at the close of day. He said, my Johnny, you're a fine young man. Would you like to march along behind a military band with a scarlet coat and a fine cocked hat and a musket at your shoulder? The shilling he took and he kissed the book. Oh, poor Johnny, what'll happen to ya? Oh, Polly, love, oh, Polly, the route has now begun. And we must go a-march into the beating of a drum. Come dress yourself all in your best and come along with me I'll take you to the cruel wars in high Germany Oh Harry, dearest Harry, mind well what I do say My feet they are so tender and I cannot march away Besides my dearest Harry, I am with child by thee Not fitted for the cruel wars in high Germany